What is happening, everyone? Welcome again to the Window Canada Sports Betting Podcast. It's the Sunday special Circa Million Contest episode. First up, the Circa Survivor Selection for the Friends of the Podcast Entry. Then I unveil the five picks against the spread that we're using to chase after the big money in Circa Million. I'll highlight what the most popular picks are for everyone in the Circa Million and give my take on those. Then we take a quick look at how lines are moving this weekend and see if there's any value elsewhere in the markets. Plus the teaser bucket and the underdog money line parlay bucket. Time to head to the window. Let's go. Welcome to The Window. I'm your host and sports betting professional, Matt Russell. It's the Sunday special Circa Million Contest episode, and we're going to get through this as quick as we can so we can get back to the masters here, sweating out Cameron Smith and Sunjay M trying to hunt down Dustin Johnson. And we start where we always do with the Circa Survivor Contest, friends of the podcast entry. My responsibility this week to pick us a winner, but as we know, in Survivor, misnamed as a as a contest here, right? It isn't so much about surviving, it's about winning. And so in order to win, right, we got to survive, but we also have to have other people knocked out. And I don't know that there's necessarily going to be a ton of other people knocked out, but when we're looking at 310 people still left in this contest, this is where strategy comes in. So the selection this week, the New Orleans Saints, not exactly off the board necessarily, 66 other people have selected the Saints for this week, but of course the heavy favorite both in the point spread and in the contest is the Green Bay Packers. So why not Green Bay is essentially the question here. And with Circa, with this contest, everybody's sort of focused in on Thanksgiving, right? So sure, the Saints could lose to San Francisco, right? Drew Brees could lose to Nick Mullins. I suppose that's a possibility that he gets outshone, if you will, by Nick Mullins. And it all doesn't matter. And maybe, in theory, we're kicking ourselves for not taking Green Bay, who should have a relatively easy time with it with regards to Jacksonville today. That being said, right, everybody talking about Thanksgiving and the two different teams that you have to put in that week, right? You have to do one for Thanksgiving Day. You have to choose of those three games, of which all are looking to be within side of three points from a point spread, point spread excuse me, perspective. And then there's still Sunday, and everybody talking about Thursday is sort of ignoring the fact that Sunday's matchups are insanely tight as well. You have two of the better teams in the league, Kansas City and Tampa Bay, facing each other, so those two teams are obviously out of the mix. Pittsburgh and Baltimore playing each other on Thursday leaves them out of the mix as far as you know being a potential double-digit spread. So you look at some of these other games, and you've got potentials in Carolina at Minnesota. Do you really want to trust Minnesota in that spot against a pretty decent team in Carolina? Cleveland at Jacksonville. That feels like one where Jacksonville could win that game. Atlanta at home to Las Vegas. I don't know that Atlanta is even better than Las Vegas at this point. They're probably not. Uh, New Orleans minus four is sort of my projection in a game at Denver. Right. And so in theory, okay, maybe you want New Orleans there as sort of the better team. But I'm not sure you really want them against Denver in that spot. Cincinnati and the Giants. 
is that a game that you really want to be involved in? Sure. I suppose Cincinnati being at home to the Giants here leaves them as roughly a three-point favorite. But the one matchup that I think you can sort of rely on on that Sunday is Green Bay at home to Chicago. Now, not ideal necessarily. Probably a spread of around a touchdown. You know, we're not talking double-digit favorites here, but when we're comparing it to some of those other matchups, it's certainly one that's worth saving. And this contest is not going to be over on or before Thanksgiving, so you need to plan ahead. You know, we're not talking about planning ahead for week 16. We're talking about planning ahead for essentially two weeks from now. So 204 out of the 310 have taken Green Bay. I think that's about right at close to, if not almost exactly two-thirds, so I you know, can't say I'm necessarily surprised by that, but I'm happy to see it because that means 204 people, if everybody survived, that means that they can't use Green Bay on that Sunday at Thanksgiving. So we got 204 for Green Bay, 66 for New Orleans. That means 40 other entries went with something else today, which to me is just absolutely kind of insane. And we're looking at Pittsburgh with eight entries, Tampa Bay with seven, Las Vegas with seven, like a lot of uh, people willing to risk it on some not so sure things. So that's a story from Cir Circus Survivor. That's why we're going with sort of the secondary play. Don't really have anywhere else on the schedule to play New Orleans unless you're thinking New Orleans at Denver is the right play in that Thanksgiving weekend Sunday game. So let's talk about the Circa Million, the five picks against the spread, essentially my best bets, plus the last cuts. Uh, tried, you know, as we usually do, tried to stay away from some of the more popular plays. Less successful, uh, and I kind of knew this was coming with regards to Philly minus three, top play, most popular play. That's one that we had to go with. That thing's up to four and a half, five right now. So, you know, you can see why people liked Philly minus three. Even at the time of selection, it was minus three and a half or minus four. Uh, next up, Tampa Bay minus five and a half. Another one, really common play, second most popular play in the contest. Then after that, we get a little bit, uh, you know, where we can make a bit of a difference here. Washington plus three and a half. Not a game that a lot of people wanted to be involved in. A play that I like a ton here is I think Washington's live to win that game outright. And then in the late slate of the afternoon, both LA teams, Chargers plus two and a half and Rams minus two. Of course, for all of the handicap on these games, I talked about these at length on the Friday show. So hopefully you caught that and sort of know where I'm coming from with regards to all of that stuff. So last cuts. Jacksonville plus 13 and a half was one that I took off relatively late in the game here and Chicago plus two and a half for Monday. Uh, the, essentially the thing that took me off Chicago was the injury status of Allen Robinson being somewhat questionable. I still expect him to play and ex still expect for that to be a bet come Monday. Um, but I just figured, you know what, let's just take this out off of the pressure of being a circa uh, million pick. Uh, all, as far as the other games are concerned, we'll get to those uh, after the break here. The other most popular plays, Baltimore, minus seven. Not all that surprising, but an interesting line move this morning in that one. Arizona, a game that a lot of people think that they're going to have a bounce back against Buffalo. To me, that's such a coin flip game. Uh, I won't have necessarily a strong play on either side unless a number uh, for a buy point actually comes up here some point through the afternoon. And then Cleveland, a really popular play at, I believe, minus three and a half. Now you see this number up to four, four and a half. 
So you sort of understand, okay, there's a little bit of value necessarily, but I don't know how you rely on Cleveland, especially considering the wins that are going to be happening in Cleveland and how they played last time out in very similar, if not identical type conditions. And then finally, we always talk about, okay, what about the two thirds majority? Not quite a two thirds majority pick here with Denver, people loving a little bit of value there. Look, you know, five and a half, I think they're getting, no, five, excuse me, five flat. And now the number's down to three and a half. So again, a little bit of value there from a number standpoint, but not exactly off of a key number, right? Like we're getting in theory value and everybody recognizes that, which is why it's so popular at Philly minus three, but you're getting, you know, the push on a key number of three. These numbers that are moving sort of between four and a half, three and a half, five, like this is all sort of a no man's land type of thing where it's not likely to end up mattering in the uh, in the short run at least right over the long term maybe that matters a little bit more uh but in the long term not so much so sort of six plays you know from this contest that you could look at going okay heavily you know <laughs> weighted one way or another bad news is one and four was the record last week for the top five plays in the circa million contest and then when you started adding the two thirds into the mix it then turned into one and six or one and seven and obviously last week we go two and three by the way we're at 25 19 and one um sort of again treading water here two and three obviously not a great week last week but when you look and see the most popular plays we're going one and four one and six one and seven two and three doesn't look all that bad when you look back at it so that's the story with regards to the circa million and we're going to take a quick break here. And on the other side, we're just going to run through the board real quick, see different line moves, your teasers, your money line parlays, all of that good stuff right after this. Quick break to tell you about our favorite Las Vegas proxy team, Maddie and Tony, over at footballcontest.com. They make the sign-up process so easy and having used their service for almost 10 years now through the evolution of the contest scene they are 100 reliable true professionals if you're enjoying this ride we're on with the circa million and you want to try your hand at competing with some of the best nfl cappers in the world next year go to footballcontest.com or check them out on twitter at football contest contest signups will start back up pretty soon after the season so start planning your trip now tell them you came by the window all right let's take a look at the board here we start with washington and detroit this one down to washington plus three minus 115 so a half point of value if you're able to get to three and a half when it first opened again this early shouldn't say even early, right? Because it's late in the week, but sort of soon after this was opened, it immediately went down in the favor of Washington and sort of slowly been ticking down that way from a price standpoint. On the flip side, Houston and Cleveland minus four and a half now here for Cleveland. Again, I think this is worth a small bet on Houston just based on weather conditions. And listen, is, is it going to slow down Deshaun Watson? Potentially, but I think there's enough explosiveness potentially there, um, even just on the ground for Watson that in a game that could be sort of under 20 points you know for either team right you're getting plus four and a half now 
who is Cleveland that is, you know, what have they done to sort of deserve that level of credit in the marketplace? Jacksonville and Green Bay here. This one now down to, again, a firm 13 and a half. You did see some 14s yesterday, but we're back here to 13 and a half. Obviously, plus 14 was kind of as good as it was going to get if you like Jacksonville. Uh, you've had multiple opportunities throughout the week to get Green Bay minus the 13 and a half. Philly and New York here, again, up to four and a half, even some five. Uh, again, Talked about it at length on Friday here. This should be the best version of the Eagles that we're going to see all all season long, or at least all the season long up until this point, which makes a ton of sense against this Giants team. Again, pretty fraudulent in covering a bunch of games here in the last little bit. Uh, Tampa and Carolina, sort of the big news, relatively speaking, is that Tampa was on the tarmac yesterday for like five hours, took like a 10-hour trip just to get from Tampa to Carolina. And this line hasn't moved and nor necessarily should it right at minus five and a half here um you know is this going up to six have we seen some sixes yes is it going any higher than that no is it going to drop because tampa was you know had to sit on a private jet you know it's not like they were sitting in coach um hoping to get some peanuts at some point uh they they had quite comfortable accommodations while they were waiting on the tarmac so when the headline is you know flight delayed 10 hours or whatever it was we sort of perceive that in a different way than was actually happening for the team. Uh, what else do we got here as far as the one o'clock games are concerned? We want to make sure we're not missing anything. And we're not because there's only five of them. Again, how outstanding is that? So in the four o'clock window, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, one of the games that was moved from one o'clock into that four o'clock window. Uh, this is interesting, right? Talk all week about how this line was sort of slowly moving, slowly moving from nine and a half down eight and a half, then it closes due to the Ben Roethlisberger stuff, then it reopens seven and a half, seven. And now we are now seeing it go all the way through seven to six and a half. And I just think this is far too much of an overreaction for a team that can get by just on defense only against a Cincinnati team that, as I detailed on Friday, has struggled against really good defenses and just has flat out struggled offensively more than people are willing to sort of believe here because they're getting caught up in sort of the Joe Burrow mania. So for me, Pittsburgh minus six and a half is going to be a play that wouldn't, you know, wasn't normally going to be a best bet, but we're including that into the mix along with the last cut games that I talked about earlier which I'll recap again, of course, shortly. Uh, Denver and the Las Vegas Raiders here talked about this on Friday. Um, basically, we're just going to play this as a essentially Raiders early, Broncos late. The trends of the teams, you know, in each way are sort of setting up perfectly for that type of thing. Does that necessarily mean that's going to come to fruition? No, it doesn't. But at the same time, we got to sort of get on this while we can because we'd be kicking ourselves if, you know, the Raiders start out good and the Broncos start out bad, and then the second half comes along, and the Broncos are tearing it up in the second half, as they always do. We'd be kicking ourselves if we missed that opportunity. Buffalo and the Arizona Cardinals, um, waiting on Buffalo plus three. You can get plus three minus 113 at Pinnacle right now. I think that's a fair price to hit Buffalo at this point. Seattle and LA, the Rams, this line slowly moving up, right? We saw minus one earlier on in the week, now up to minus two and a half, with some juice at minus 115, are we going to hit three? You know, obviously you could get three with Seattle here, um, you know, plus 
you know, a fair amount of juice. That said, again, we're on the Rams here. We're sort of happy to see that the line is sort of ticking up and we're getting a little bit of value on that. San Francisco and the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, New Orleans Saints, our survivor pick uh, at 10 here. Certainly not worth a play for me on the Saints. I would lean San Francisco just based on sort of a standard, hey, it's a 10-point spread with a team that at least has a respectable coach that could have a decent game plan. Uh, but for me, this is a stay away because of you know how invested we are into the Saints outright. And then finally, the Chargers and the Dolphins. At this point, uh, the money now coming more in on the Dolphins, which you'd expect Sunday of, given the short line in this game. I don't know that we're ever going to see three here with the Chargers, but that would certainly be an excellent buy point. But we're happy to take them at plus two or better in this one. And then the Sunday night game, talked about it earlier, the Ravens and the Patriots. What's the case for the Patriots? I don't know, right? I don't know what the case for the Patriots is, but somebody out there is making it by betting this thing down to six and a half. You can get Ravens minus six and a half uh, out there in the market at at least minus 115, if not better at this point. I don't know how that's just not a play and a dare to the Patriots to beat you, right? Like, how are they going to do it? I don't know, but I'm happy to sort of dare them to do so. Uh, and then the Monday night game, this thing's up past three for the Bears. And, you know, another reason why we're sort of staying off this game is because don't love that I think we're going to be able to get plus three and a half here with the Bears. That might be based on the status of Allen Robinson, because obviously he is critical in the same way that Kenny Galladay is critical to the Denver, excuse me, the, to the Detroit offense, that if you're missing that key cog that bails you out in the red zone that bails you out on third down. Uh, if he's not in, right, who do the Bears necessarily turn to? So I think we just save that, leave it for Monday, and can probably get a pretty good number on that, or at least be more informed about the number that we are actually getting. Uh, recap of the top plays here, just so that we are all on the same page. Philly, minus three, even minus four. I'm happy to grade it on minus four here. Uh, Washington plus three and a half. Tampa Bay minus five and a half. The Chargers plus two and a half. And the Rams minus two. The other best bets, talk about it. Again, we're waiting on Chicago. Jacksonville plus 14 that we talked about earlier on in the week. Baltimore minus six and a half now. And Pittsburgh minus six and a half now. Both in that category. And then, of course, we're going to be following along, watching for live prices on Denver. And then a small bet on Buffalo plus three and a small bet on Houston plus four and a half are all going to be in the mix for this Sunday. As for the totals, again, tread lightly here. That said, there's a couple of overs that I think are still potentially worth it. But how low can you go with Houston and tennis, uh, excuse me, Houston and Cleveland here? And, you know, this weather, obviously, it's coming up. We saw what happened with the Cleveland and Vegas game. And that thing was never nowhere near a, a total of 40, or in this case, 43. But obviously, you're not getting the price that you would have been getting earlier on in the week here with two teams that have pretty bad defenses. So we're sort of late to the party with an under here. So I'd stay away in that one. Same sort of deal in Green Bay, where this number opened up well over 50 and is now in that like 48 and a half type of range. I think you're too late to grab the under there. Overs that I like, Tampa Bay and Carolina. I think this could be a high scoring game, especially for Tampa Bay. But I think Carolina, right, always kind of hanging in there as far as staying in touch with that team. 
uh, with their opponent. And then Denver and Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas early, Denver late. This might be another live situation where you go, okay, let's see how this plays out early. And then once Denver kicks it into gear in the second half, that's what might push it over the total. So I think we could get a better number from a total standpoint early on. And that might be why this number is what it is, where it is relatively low um, you know, in the marketplace, right? Because you're looking at numbers here that you know, the average score is 51 points per game. And if you're getting something in and around that or even slightly lower, for two teams that are going to be able to score on each other, you know, I think you got to take that. And then uh, San Francisco and New Orleans, I think this goes over as well, because again, hopefully New Orleans takes a big early lead. And then you've got sort of the Nick Mullins in garbage time type element here. And we saw against Seattle that he's capable of moving the ball against defenses that have sort of ceased to care. Uh, and New Orleans, they're going to score, and hopefully they're not going to stop scoring. Uh, so I think the over is decent in that one. And then Baltimore and the Patriots tonight, I think there's going to be enough weather there that under 43, a little bit scary because that number is so short. But again, under might be the right play in that one. Again, take it for what it's worth, uh, given my success with the totals this season. That being said, done pretty well with the teasers uh, this season. Obviously started it off with Indy plus eight, plus seven and a half, depending on what number you got there. Chargers, obvious one. Bills, obvious one. Getting those to eight and a half each. Uh, I like Denver getting, if you can grab the Denver plus four, kick that up to plus 10. I think that's the right move there. And then Baltimore, you can get down to essentially a pick at this point with that number being minus six and a half down to a half. And then finally, Pittsburgh is now in the zone, right? Hasn't been in the zone all week. And now we're talking about a six and a half or even a seven that gets you down to minus one or minus a half. Uh, certainly worth uh, a shot there when it comes to those teaser plays. And finally, the money line parlay right? The bucket, the five by three, you get five money lines, you throw them together, and then you parlay them by threes. Washington money line, obviously we like that. Houston money line, you know, obviously don't love this game as much from a spread standpoint, but I think with the conditions, it just, it just feels like from a money line standpoint, because we don't really know what's going to happen here, that you're getting some value on Houston almost you know, I like it almost more than I like the spread because of the potential variance that could happen with regards to this game. Denver, we like on the money line because, again, who is, you know, who are the Raiders, you know, to be trusted in this situation? Denver getting a couple of guys back from a health standpoint. Uh, Chargers, not exactly a massive one here, but we like them to beat Miami this week. And then finally, Chicago on Monday night. Again, a little bit dicier, but if. Allen Robinson ends up playing and, you know, all things are considered. I think that, you know, a plus 140 type thing are uh, are pretty valuable from a Chicago standpoint in, in a situation where we like to play Chicago. That's the word on this Sunday morning. Best of luck out there today. Stay disciplined and let's make some money. Please pass the podcast on to other NFL fans and betters back on Monday to break it all down. Till then, I'll see you at the window. <laughs>